0: What's up, everybody? This is Scott, and you are listening to the Midwest Angler Podcast, and the guy on my left is Matt Deitch. Matt, what's up?
1: Not much. I'm here. You are here. Episode 88. 88. The big 88. Eight. The other day, somebody asked me about that. Some, They're like, you've done 88 episodes or 87 episodes already? They're like, when? You guys are getting close to 100 it's like yeah, yeah we are <laughs> that's how counting works <laughs> it's like yeah we're definitely closer to 100 than we are to zero so that's right that's
0: <laughs> right I, you know I, I would say maybe the f- first 50 well, well we'll call it the first 20 were a little rough and and we, we are slowly getting better but uh yeah we're we're still not yeah. on par with uh maybe some of the big dog podcasts i but. think
1: i think we, we could hold a hold the challenge against them
0: oh i mean we could hold the challenge they have somebody.
1: that big pro- they have all these big production teams doing all their stuff and we you're rocking it over there on the <laughs> laptop man
0: you know i don't know i don't know if this would be nearly as fun if i had to sit here for hours and hours and hours and edit
1: oh you know? I, bet I mean you. oh yeah
0: literally guys we we sit down we record and five minutes later we have the finished product and it probably takes me longer to upload it onto, you know, onto the internet than what it does <laughs> editing it. Like, I, I don't know if I had to sit here for hours and hours and hours and do it. I don't know that we would
1: do it. I think we spend more time before and after BS and then we do actually, for sure.
0: for sure, <laughs> And that's, that's why we do
1: it. That's right.
0: You know, I got a, I got an email the other day and not an email, a Facebook message from our buddy, Tyler Hicks down in, I believe Tyler lives in Charles city, Iowa. And uh, he said, you know, our, our episodes aren't super long. They're, you know, they're decently short, you know, normally uh, 45 minutes to an hour or something like that. But he said, you know, I just feel when I'm listening that I'm sitting in your basement, you know, just BSing, you know, with you guys, BSing with the anglers and whatnot. And, and like, that was one of the greatest compliments I've ever gotten, oh, we've sure. ever gotten. Because I think that's, when me and you started this, that's what we wanted it. Yeah. You know, I mean. You know, we're not going to sit here for three hours and and beat any dead horses. You know, it's it's a BS session. We're going to talk fishing, and sometimes we're not even going to talk fishing. I mean, we can talk football. We'll talk about whatever the hell we feel like. But, you know, at the end of the day, I hope you guys that are listening feel like you're just sitting in my basement, you know, right now with us bsing right? That's, that's right that's, that's that's kind of the point of this so yep.
1: talking fishing and talking smart
0: yep yep not and and it's not super
1: smart no not su- no i didn't i know <laughs> about 50 percent smart <laughs> that's right
0: every once in a while we have a real real something really smart and, we, and then we then we'd show our true colors
1: and say something stupid. We're not We're not about to start taking the wonderlick test. So. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, uh, Matt, we are in for a cool down.
1: Well, I tell you what, just the other day, I mean, it went from just about 90 degrees and that evening, on Friday evening, it was about, I don't know, upper 60s or lower i mean it got nice it was nice and cool at the football game so
0: i see people bringing out sweatshirts and light jackets
1: wearing jeans again right this my favorite time is when you can have a hooded sweatshirt on with shorts
0: oh yeah Yeah. i
1: like like those temps
0: i like the jeans during the day jeans and t-shirt during the day and then about you know once you get done with supper then you throw a a hoodie on or something like that or maybe a flannel Oh, golly yeah. i can't not, i can't wait
1: to start rocking flannels again no doubt
0: flannel fridays <laughs> or flannel Everydays. i was
1: just gonna say it um, doesn't have to wait till friday that's no, what no. All, that's that's what all those wannabes want to do is just wear it on fridays
0: but you're from minnesota and you guys wear <laughs> flannels every
1: day i think that i think most of the people in minnesota were probably born like with a flannel on or that's the first <laughs> thing that they put on them
0: <laughs> oh man no but uh you wanted to hear something crazy I looked through the temperatures of, uh, you know, our projected listening area here, uh, Deerfield, South Dakota, Sunday night to Monday night. So if you guys are listening to this, when this episode drops on Monday morning or, or whenever on Monday, Tuesday, whatever, but uh Sunday night to Monday morning, 35 degrees in Ooh. Deerfield, South Dakota. That is up there by Deerfield Lake, uh, a little bit West of rapid city in the Hills, 35 degrees yeah
1: so if you're camping up there and you got to take a whiz careful out there yeah I'd be very careful something's <laughs> gonna
0: disappear <laughs> uh bemidji minnesota 46 degrees on uh monday night uh tomahawk wisconsin That's and i was a just cool yeah i i had to pick it i was looking at wisconsin and i saw a tomahawk on the map and i'm like well i'm looking for the weather there Uh, Tomahawk, Wisconsin, 43 degrees, Devil's Lake, North Dakota, 47, Mullen, Nebraska, home of the Cox boys, 47 degrees, and right here at the Midwest Angler Podcast Studio in downtown Rock Rapids, Uh, actually more like the south side of Rock Rapids, right right. next to a cornfield, (laughs) but uh, we're going to have 49 degrees on Monday night. I I can't wait.
1: Right. Uh, Like I said, I like those temperatures. I just love them.
0: You want to hear something crazy, Matt? What's that? 60 days from right now, 60 days from right now, is October 30th. Wow.
1: It's hard to believe that it's coming up that fast.
0: October 30th is when Craig Euler and Chris Peters got out on the ice and caught fish last year for the first time.
1: 60 days. 60 days. That's it's crazy really to think of, just to think of how much the water has to cool down. Just a few weeks ago, it was 80 degrees. And, right. Um, I mean, just how fast it has to turn to form ice.
0: Right. I don't know. It, it It's coming fast. It, it, you know, right now, uh, I think everyone's like, oh, yeah, you know. I mean, we just got rid of 90-degree days yeah. here in northwest Iowa. And, and uh, I think in Mullen, Nebraska, um, when I was looking, Sunday, was gonna get to ninety five or something like that. I mean, it was gonna be crazy hot. But I mean, I don't know. The days are getting shorter. You know, it, it don't have to be much after eight o'clock, and all of a sudden it's it's getting dark now. Yeah. And
1: I noticed that last night we were out taking the dog for the for a run, and it was a little after eight, and it's like pretty much dark Yeah and it's like wow. And I was I said just think in a couple. You know, in a couple months, it's going to be three hours ago it would have been dark. Right. right.
0: So, oh, that's that's the one thing that I hate about winter is you know you get off work and sun's already about to set and you, <laughs> you drive home and and by the time you do about anything, it's dark and that that's the biggest pain in the butt. But, right. Uh, now, aside from that, I can't wait for winter. I can't wait to ice fish. I know. I know you uh, could put it off for a little while yet, but right. But uh,
1: no, I just I just hope that we don't have one of those years where it gets, it goes from 90 to really cold and then it will form like two inches of ice. And then we'll just get a ton of snow and we'll just have crappy ice the whole year. Right. I mean, if we're going to get it, then get it. You know, yep. So. Yeah.
0: Stick with it. Uh, clear Lake bait and tackle, uh, came out, I think in the last week, uh, or so. And, uh, said that they are going to be having their ice season kickoff down there. Uh, clear Lake, Iowa, uh, Kevin Paul, and, and maybe Kevin Paul owns it with somebody else, but, uh, uh, Kevin Paul's a past guest, uh, Ice Team Pro, and uh, November six, seven, and eight, um, they always have a ton of awesome specials, and uh, they normally get some pretty big names down yeah. there to do some seminars and whatnot. So if you are in the Central Iowa, Northern Iowa area, uh, even even Southern Minnesota, I mean, it's not right, too dude. far of a
1: hop, skip, and a jump to get right. down there. I mean, who knows how many shows there is going to be this well, year that's just and it. opportunities to get stuff. So you better make it, make some plans to make it there.
0: Yep. And uh, as we mentioned a week or two ago, Dakota Angler Ice Institute in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, uh, November 13, 14, and 15. And uh, every day it seems like they're releasing a new vendor that's, yep. you know, locked in to come. And uh, gal dang it. I, I, I really hope that it still happens. I hope something crazy doesn't happen between then and now. And uh i don't know i i can't wait to get over there
1: right i would look after doing it last year hanging out over there in the cold snap booth for the yeah. weekend and stuff like that it was it was a it's a great show and yeah it kind of gets uh gets your uh, juices flowing for ice season
0: for sure and you know it's crazy thinking you know that was november i don't know 12 13 and 14 last year it'll be 13 14 15 this year whatever we're, we're all sitting there, you know, everyone from right here in the tri-state area that, that goes there to Sioux Falls, and, you know, it's like, man, you know, can't wait for ice fishing, can't wait for ice fishing. Peters and Craig had already been yeah. out two weeks
1: prior. And they're they're walking around like, yeah, 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 we've been out there a few Just times. Just a
0: couple of stuff. big shots.
1: Yep. Big shots.
0: But, uh, <laughs> no, yeah, I don't know. We're I think everybody who's an ice head uh, is looking forward to that, and, uh, yeah, hopefully Hopefully, like I said, it'll happen, and uh, yeah, it'll be here soon. But you know, Matt, I think this is the kind of the time of year, especially with everything that's going on out there, that you really need to start actually thinking about this ice fishing deal. Um, Maybe take your batteries out of your flasher and uh, charge them. Make sure that they're working and whatnot, because with the shortage of everything in the fishing world, you'd be a lot better to uh, buy your. If you need a new battery, if you need any new product, you're going to be a lot better off trying to buy it, uh, say, the beginning of September than middle of November when everyone's got it on their mind.
1: Exactly right. I mean, they'll have the products there for you to get them in hand because who knows how much, how long it's going to take them to restock them once they sell out of them. And especially, you know, you talk about batteries like that with the lithium batteries or just a normal vet battery for your Vexlar or your flasher. Yeah. Uh, you're starting to see a lot more people like have like the battery boxes for camping, yep. just you know, just to have in their vehicle if they like in the back of their truck if they have their that all done up for like camping and everything like that. So they're a little bit more in higher demand now than what they were at one time, where it was just kind of used for the right flasher it's not, battery.
0: Right, it's not just a winter time deal. Man. Right, I mean so. it's a it's a year round deal. Uh, you know. Uh, we we featured a video here a while back of our buddy Scott Mockintoon who had a power box up on the Boundary Waters and uh, he was running a fish finder flasher deal whatever on his canoe with those and and you know I mean that's that's the way of the future you know it, it used to be when you'd go on a fly in trip or or whatever you you were stuck just yeah just doing it and now you know. These, these units are small, they're portable, and... Uh,
1: yeah, with the lithium batteries, they're so light, and... Oh, yeah. And they last so long.
0: Well, and that's just it, you know. It used to be that you could maybe get one day of fishing, you know, six hours of fishing on a battery, and, and now, I mean, you get multiple days.
1: Right. So... So, yeah, definitely, I mean, get to those shows, get stocked up on whatever you need, because... The shelves in the stores are pretty bare.
0: Yeah. Well, you had said that you had actually been up to Shields here in the last couple of days, and yep. uh, they're switching over to ice.
1: Right. They're just And they're just doing it just for the fact of they can't get product in for open water stuff anymore. Instead of having empty shelves sit there, they figured, well, we got the last year's ice fishing stuff sitting in the back yet. Might as well put it out.
0: <laughs> right, right. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, and, and one of the things that, that people need to realize is some of that ice fishing stuff works really well open water also you know that i i feel like sometimes people kind of get into this little you know way of thinking that well that's for ice fishing you know clam makes out that's only for ice fishing no actually it'll catch them open water too they work
1: all year round
0: yep so uh yeah i don't know I, i i really think uh if you've got a little bit of extra cash like Matt said earlier, when we were getting this set up, if you if you've got a little bit of extra cash and you're looking for some more open water tackle, yeah. get up to some of these places now—the bait shops and shields and whatever—because they're marked down considerably.
1: Yep, they're trying to move some product, so now's a great time to get some good deals on stuff. I mean, all the way from electronics, all the way down to hooks and sinkers. So right,
0: right. Well, I mean, it'll it, the the stuff doesn't have a shelf life. Right you know buy it, buy it now it'll still be good next spring yep but uh no you know matt speaking of you know marking down and and everything uh you know kind of talking about some prices of some stuff uh randy blockett who is a bass fishing uh tournament angler uh came out here i don't know i would say maybe nine ten days ago and uh put an absolute rant on facebook uh, a video uh Really pissed off about uh, the price of, of a lot of things in the fishing industry, but really pissed off that uh, electronics have kind of taken over not only the the professional bass tours, but, you know, even the walleye tours and whatever. And, you know, a lot of these guys, you know, it might say Lowrance on their jersey, but they've got a Lorance, they've got a Humminbird, they've got a Garmin. You know they've got all three units in front of their steering wheel and all three units at the at the bow of their boat, and uh, for him he, he was kind of pissed off and he thought you know you, you got to pick one brand and stick that on your boat. You're allowed a graph in the front and a graph in the back, and uh, that's that's what you're allowed. And uh, Austin Felix, who is actually uh, Minneapolis, or I don't know if he's Minneapolis, somewhere up there by Minneapolis in the Minneapolis area, uh, he's on the Elite Series this year. And he kind of rebutted back to Randy Blockett and, you know, kind of said, hey, the game has evolved. And, and they kind of went back and forth. And, you know, I don't think that there was ever really any real unfriendly shots taken. But, uh, you know, both of them made some strong points. And, Matt, I'm just kind of curious, like, what do you, you know, do you think it's good that they have all three graphs in the front of their boat? Do you think that they should only pick one? Should, you know, has electronics come so far that in the tournament fishing, you know, whether it be walleye, whether it be crappie, whether it be catfish, whether it be bass, has it come too far? Do we need to limit these guys at this point?
1: You know, I don't know if it's come too far i mean it's just the way that the world is now with technology and everything is evolving i mean you could go i mean look at our cell phones look at everything like that i mean i don't know like i said if, if it's come too far doesn't make fishing easier it doesn't make fishing necessarily easier because we've talked about this before you still look at some of these elite tournaments and all that stuff there's still guys coming in with zero fish there's right? still guys coming in with one two three four fish it's still tough um, does it make like reading maps and everything like that a little better? Yeah, a little easier. Maybe. I mean, you still got to know how to run the electronics. I mean, these computers now are crazy how advanced they are and stuff like that. But you can't sit me down in there and I can be like, oh, start typing and be like, oh, I got this down. And all this is so many. No, you still got to learn the whole system and do it. I mean, with the live scope stuff and just like all the mega imaging and all that it's easier to pick up where the fish are it's easier to spot those things and you can be a little bit more pinpoint but it's still there's still skill that comes in you know comes into it it's not like we could jump onto a elite series angler boat or something like that that has all this stuff and automatically go out there and do what they do
0: you know but it is that part of being a tournament angler like is that part of fishing now you know it used to be uh before fish finders came along you know that you just went out to a spot where you you and your cousin had caught them before and, right. and you started casting in that area and uh you know it either worked or it didn't and and when it didn't then you went to another spot that you and your grandpa had one time caught them here a couple years ago and you know you moved around or whatever and these guys will spend more time like in practice cruising around and and just mapping you know and and marking waypoints and you know marking schools of fish that they're finding and and that's where they go back to the next day you know when the tournament starts but that doesn't necessarily mean the fish are there i you know when i think of a fisherman i think of of a complete fisherman you know a guy who's good at electronics a guy who's good at making decisions a guy that's good at presenting bait and a guy that's good at setting the hook you know, it's not just setting the hook anymore. No, and, I, and you know,
1: and and that's because these, uh, it's these guys' livelihood. I mean, right. it's, it's it's their job. It's what you know. It's what they're get. They got to do to pay their income or pay their you know their house, and their mortgage, and all this stuff. So, they are putting in the time like that. They are taking everything that they have out there to their advantage and. You know, a lot of these guys, they work hard to get these sponsorships from these companies and stuff. So, you know, they might get them at a discounted price or they might just get to use them. And most of these guys, after the year, they sell their stuff. So,
0: I I think that's one of the things that, that it's hard for a lot of people to wrap their brain around too is that this is their job. Right. You know, this is not a hobby. These guys don't sell insurance Monday through Friday. And then all of a sudden, you know, show up at an elite series event and, uh, you know, go and go and catch fish and, and, you know, then turn around and go back and sell insurance. Do a couple of them, maybe have a family business that they come back to, you know, during their downtime. Yeah, probably. But, uh, you know, I, I almost think of these expensive boats and expensive motors and expensive, you know, electronics units almost like it's, it's their college. They're putting that in as an investment in themselves to, you know, better themselves down the road. If, if you deck out a boat at 80 grand, which isn't crazy, and, and you turn around and you win one elite series deal, well, you've got your money back and then right. some, and, and then you're off and running again.
1: I I don't know. See, I don't think it's crazy, like, at the elite level that they do that. Because it is the elite level, you know, the top tier of fishing as far as bass goes or even the guys in the NWT and all those other tours. I, I just think it's crazy when you see, like, guys that just fish, like, local tournaments. Or, right. Or don't fish tournaments and they're out there just pumping all that money in there to, you know, to virtually win, you know, maybe a big tournament for them is winning a couple grand or something like right. that. But, I mean, <laughs> I guess... I, if you love it and is what you want to do, and that's what you're spending money on, I mean, as long as you're not putting yourself
0: right in the red and right, stuff if you're not like getting that. kicked out of your house over the deal, right. you know, I mean, if you've got the money, good. I mean, good for you. I I don't know. Would you like to see maybe one tournament a year on the NWT and one tournament a year, uh, you know, like on the elites or at uh, MLF uh, FLW level, where they had to unplug all their, you know, take all the graphs off their boat and right. just go out there and, you know, you and your boat and your rods. That's yeah. it.
1: It'd be interesting to see how how they would do that. You, I think where that would separate, like, the, the true fishermen from, I don't want to say the non-true fishermen, but just from some of them guys that just know how to catch them is the fact that they went whine right you know they'd be like well, all right let's do this yeah that it is what it is and the other guys would be like well you know come on we need those and i think some guys would be like yeah let's, let's do it let's have at it see how it goes throw it all in throw it all out there and well you know, everybody the, the shallow water guys would be like yeah let's do that well
0: that's what i mean you know everyone would be up flipping the banks you know the guys who uh the guys who are predominantly deeper water fishermen you know are probably going to be out on a point you know that they know that there's a point that comes out here and they're going to be in that area uh you know because you're not just going to go out and find an isolated boulder out in the middle of the lake you know (laughs) this is going to be impossible but uh I don't I don't know I, I do I think that things have gotten too expensive I surely do and we'll talk about that here in a second but uh I don't know like for me to sit and watch an elite series event or an NWT event I want to see the best of the best fishermen using the best of the best products, catching the best of the best fish. Right. That's what you want to see. That's, you know, that's why people watch it, not to, you know, I I, I don't know. And, And there's got to be some sort of separation because otherwise, you know, the... I know people kind of complain about how much the buy-ins are on these big tournaments, and you know how these guys have got $85,000 boats, and then they're turning around and spending five grand to buy into these tournaments. And you know, it's an elitist sport. It's an elitist sport. You know, whether it's walleye or bass. You know, me personally, I can't, I can't afford to just show up. But I think that's kind of what you're, you're still wanting. I mean, can you imagine if Scott Sturman? shows up with his 16-foot tracker boat with a 40-horsepower motor on the back and, and takes up a spot in the NWT, you know, and, like, well, <laughs> let's give her hell, boys. Well, hell, you let's know, go. Things. I mean, yeah, I'm going to come back, and I'm not even going to have close to what these other guys have, you know. But I think that's what we want. You know, I, yeah. no one wants Scott Sturman showing up there in, you know, a, a 30-year-old boat. And, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. I do I, I don't know it I guess we can sit here and talk about this all day and and you know if, if if any of you guys out there feel differently send us a message or write on Facebook you know like hey this is my opinion I mean we're not trying to argue with you and maybe you've got such a strong point that it'd be like hey
1: yeah maybe you, know you see it from a different point than what like what what our point might be or you know just let us know
0: right but you know like the prices on the prices on fishing equipment you know it if you if you sit down and you look at buying a new fiberglass boat, whether it be a walleye boat, you know, with a, you know, one of the new nitros or you know a, a big ranger or whatever, or you go over to the new nitros, you know, in the 20 foot, you know, bass category or whatever, by the time that you're decking them all out, you know, with a with a big mercury pro XS motor on the back, and you know, even if you just did two graphs. You're up in seventy grand. Oh yeah, I mean for sure, easily. (laughs) And you know, you you kind of you get to thinking about some of that, and I don't know what it costs to build a boat. I really don't. I I mean, I am in the manufacturing field, but we build dishwashers and we don't build boats. But you know, like a Pro XS Mercury 250 engine is twenty grand. It's crazy. I think Mercury is slipping everybody the pickle. (laughs) <laughs> i think i think that is a load of hogwash if if you want to get right down to it you could buy a brand new chevy 5.3 liter pickup engine for not even i mean right not even a quarter of that
1: right it's the thing that sucks with about like the new boat prices being so expensive it drives the older boat prices up too you know right you, can't, you right. know all of a sudden you'll be looking you be like oh you know there's a boat i like and it's like a 2008 and you look at the price and it's you know they're still asking 30 grand for it it's like oh yeah okay
0: right (laughs) but i mean let let's look here once 5.3 Vortec motor that's the that's the chevy the chevy motor i don't even know if this is right but a chevy 5.3 engine right here on powertrainproducts.com 2500 bucks you can't tell me is that right
1: that can't be right can it
0: i think it is man
1: that's pretty inexpensive for a truck motor
0: i don't know if i'm right on that
1: but anyways i'm not a
0: motor guy come on
1: neither am i but but it it ain't 20 grand i'll tell you that for free right not as much as a boat motor is
0: that's a way bigger motor i mean i I don't know i just i don't see 20 grand that that to me is crazy you know, you you look at what it costs for a new uh a new Garmin Live scope, you know, twenty five hundred, three thousand bucks, whatever. I mean, when I can go and buy a sixty inch TV off the shelf at Walmart for four hundred bucks, you know, yeah. granted this has got, you know, the transducers and everything, but it ain't that much more. I mean, once you got the product, I mean they're all getting made overseas for Dirt cheap, right? Right. Am I wrong? I mean, I, I don't know. You know, and granted, you're, you know, like like me and you were talking about, when when Apple makes a run of iPhones, they're making a million of them, and they know they're going to get rid of every single one. You know, when Garmin makes a run of LiveScope, uh, you know, stuff, maybe they make 20,000, and you know, it's like, well, hopefully we sell all those, <laughs> you know, so... so you know, obviously when you're not making it in bulk, you know, the millions or the hundreds of thousands, you know, that obviously adds some cost. I, I guess I'm more all right with spending twenty five hundred to three thousand dollars on an electronics deal like that. But I don't know, I think twenty grand for a boat motor, ten grand for a boat motor is
1: I don't know. Right, and as much as you see them blowing up and stuff like oh, that, right. I mean
0: I, I saw a guy just, just today and, and in no way are we making this a mercury bash session because no, if I had all, to buy a I brand mean, new, if I had boards. to buy a brand new, uh, motor, I'd probably buy a mercury. But, uh, I, I, I heard that on those pro excesses that when people are setting down off plane and, and sometimes, you know, the water comes back into them they're it's getting into the air intake yeah. and, and blowing up these motors. Can you imagine if you had a 20 grand motor and, and you set up, set off plane and, and all of a sudden, you know, the, the wave <laughs> comes back in and shoom, done, done. <laughs> like, I mean, you know, you're not doing anything wrong.
1: Right. I, yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's crazy. I don't know. That yeah. ain't for me. That's why sometimes it's better just to look, look for a, like a few years old models of stuff and i don't know it's always tough with electronics to do that because it just seems like as soon as you buy something the next new model comes out but it doesn't mean the one that you bought is bad anymore
0: right well and i mean i think both you and i uh kind of ha- kind of are dealing with that right now uh both me and you bought brand new flx 28 vexlars right. last year for ice fishing and you know we're freaking jacked you know we've got you know we've got the best Vexilars and. Now this year they've got an FLX thirty, and I don't know what the FLX thirty. I forgive me for uh, not doing any research into it, but for right now I know that I bought an FLX twenty eight last year, and I'm not going to be buying an FLX thirty this year. Right. So uh, I didn't I didn't uh, do any more research uh, into it. But uh, yeah, I don't know it. That that stuff advances fast.
1: It really does, and it has to. I mean, right, I mean, right, from a business point of it.
0: Yep. If you were to buy a brand new boat right now, Matt, what what uh, would you go Garmin on it?
1: I think I'd go Humminbird. yeah. really, yep, the Mega three hundred and sixty and yep, it's just tried and true. I mean, you just really can't go wrong with any of them. It's always funny when people get online and they're like, uh, "I'm getting new electronics. Which ones should I get?" And it's just like, "Well, here we go." Yep. I mean, each of them have their advantages. Each of them have their disadvantages. So. It's still about learning them and all that.
0: Well, and I I think that is the key, you know. Some of these guys, you know, that, say, run Lowrance. They've run Lowrance since they were a young kid. They, You know, they they get it. You know, then as they went through, you know, college and whatever, they ran Lowrance, and and slowly but surely they've, you know, upgraded and whatnot, and they're just so efficient with running what they have, and and I think that's the key.
1: And, you know, each of them are... So different too. A lot of guys that will like take the jump from say Lorance to Hummingbird, they'll like go out there with their Humminbirds at first, and they're like, "Ah, oh, I don't like these, just because they're not so used to running them." And they're right. just like, "Ah, oh, I'm going back to Lorance But, you know, or vice versa, Humminbird guys going to Lorance and they're like, "Ah, oh, I don't like this about it," and uh, so I'm going back. But uh, I don't know. It's it's kind of interesting. It's kind of neat to see Garmin having the success that they are having in that industry because it, it really has just been dominated by. Hummingbird and Lorenz for so many years that, you know, this new guy is coming in there and actually making some waves and making them kind of become better companies as well.
0: Oh, right. Competition, you know, is what right. feeds innovation. And, uh, you know, the fact that Garmin, you know, h- how many years have they been in the fishing world, would you say? Uh,
1: I'm not Eight? 100%. Yeah, probably some eightish, around there you know, I mean, give the, or take
0: three or four years right. each way, but. I mean, the fact that they came in it was like, holy moly. And and what a diversified company.
1: Right. Oh, I mean, for sure.
0: You know, I mean, I remember when when you heard the word Garmin, you thought of the little GPS deal yep. that you suction cup to the windshield of your car and, you know, a Tom Tom or whatever. Yep. Oh, exactly. And, and now, now you got them in, you know, they're in GPS units that are on your watch, you know, for uh, back hunting and, yep. and, you know, I mean, you got, you got them in the fishing world, they're in the hunting world. They, you know, they're,
1: they're, they're, they're all over. They yeah. are. I mean, they they, really there are.
0: really isn't a sport now, you know, even the, the, the ball sports, you know, that, that Garmin isn't involved in and, and wow, what, I mean, that's really pretty incredible.
1: Yeah it's kind of it's almost kind of like yamaha and like shimano and some of the right. companies you just think of them as one thing but when you start looking at all the products that they actually make and are part of it's like
0: holy buckets speaking of yamaha did you see scott martin uh put out a video here i don't know probably five days ago or something and uh you know scott martin who uh is currently fishing the Bassmaster opens trying to uh, qualify for the elites he was an FLW guy and and one of the biggest personalities in professional bass fishing uh always ran Evinrude and when Evinrude went uh decided they weren't going to make boat motors anymore Scott Martin decided well I'm not going to be running Evinrude because these guys need service guys at the yard right. you know at the at the launch you know if, if you're fishing out somewhere and you freaking bang up your prop or whatever or you know wreck something you got to be able to quick run back and have these service guys get you back out onto the water but uh scott martin is going to be running yamaha now and uh i don't know when i was watching the video i really thought okay you know here here is going to be another mercury guy and no yamaha and and uh i thought that was pretty cool i mean yamaha obviously is a tried and true brand uh you know whatever but like you say, I mean, pretty, pretty diversified, you know, the, we've got everything from dirt bikes to, out, to outboard engines to electric Keyboards. pianos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, freaking freaking crazy. <laughs>
1: Saxophones and everything. Yeah,
0: so. but uh, no, I think, you know, speaking of motors like that, Suzuki, like yep. that, that is really one that has come on strong. And I think that they've always been big in the saltwater market. And uh, now that they're getting into the freshwater market, I, I think five years from now, Suzuki will be
1: you know that that'll be a in honda i think will too I oh mean, yeah they, for sure they're you know they're those two just don't get talked about as much and now with you know avonrood stop making them and stuff it, it's time it's a door for another one of those companies to kind of step into
0: i really wish that there was some way to kind of track all the professional fishermen you know whether it be walleye or whether it be bass that were with Evan Rude, that obviously lost their deal you know, where they went. You right. know, did did Mercury pick the most up? Did Yamaha pick the most up? Did a company like Suzuki pick the most up? You know, who who was the biggest benefactor of of uh, you know, Evanrood going under? And obviously there's no way to ever, ever do that, but you know, I, I wonder how many guys are still running Evanroods because hey man, I freaking paid for that <laughs> son of a gun and we just got done talking about how damn expensive they are and like I'll piss on it I'm gonna run this some bitch
1: right I'm, I'm sure for the rest of this year they are but it I think coming into next year it'll be interesting to see how many of them I mean I like you said there's not going to be any on any boats because at those big tournaments you got to have somebody there that's going to be servic- servicing them
0: how many guys do you think pay full price for their motor
1: none 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 I don't think so
0: uh, if if you're an nwt angler well maybe some of the nwt the nwt anglers.
1: probably yeah but
0: as far as the elite series guys you don't think any of them pay full price for their motor no
1: or boat i think that they get it a lot of them get it at a pretty discounted price or they get some type of like a sponsorship deal something there to take that price down you do see a lot of them selling their boats at the end of the season. Even elite guys, you'll see them right. on some of them websites like, oh, this is so-and-so's boat for sale. Well, I
0: think I think what those guys do is they get into a contract with that company and they don't have to pay a penny right. for that boat until the end of the year when you've had your chance to make your money. Yep. And, and now, you know, payments start as soon as the last tournament ends and a lot of these guys just turn around and sell them and, you know, rake in everything besides, you know, 10 grand. So now I've just got to pay 10 grand and I made that in one tournament. So, you know, there I am in the green again. God dang it. I need that type of deal.
1: (laughs) Yeah. All of us.
0: Yeah. You know, uh, not that, uh, I, heck man, we haven't fished one tournament all year.
1: We haven't. There's a couple coming up that we kind of got our eye on that we were thinking about. We
0: need to do it. Yeah. We, even if
1: it's just one,
0: Just need to get the competitive juices flowing again
1: Right, just get out there We haven't fished together for a while, actually If you think about it
0: I haven't fished, period, for a while That's true Last night, somebody asked me Have you been out fishing lately? Uh, it's been, uh, Whoa Yeah, it's (laughs) been like a dang month and a half Since I've actually I mean, I've gone to the river here in town You know, just flipping around and whatnot But my boat hasn't left my garage In over a month and a half
1: yeah it's i i could hear it when i came in today just kind of crying oh, yeah crying
0: it's pissed i'm pissed <laughs> uh, hopefully hopefully you know my life i think is slowly starting to uh maybe kind of get more back to normal with everything uh that that the last month on tuesday the day after this episode drops matt that new baby of mine four weeks old
1: that's crazy four weeks that's you crazy kidding? To think that
0: that is way crazy I feel like it's maybe been like seven, eight days. <laughs> <laughs> Holy smokes. You know, they say, oh yeah, yeah, man, you know, enjoy it. It goes fast. Yeah, no it kidding. Does. <laughs> Holy smokes. But uh, yeah, I don't know. That's what I got. Uh, you got anything else?
1: You know, not really. Like I said, with them cool temperatures starting, the water's starting to cool down a little bit. The fish are going to start going. So yeah, definitely everybody needs to get out there. A lot of hunting seasons are starting to open and guys kind of start getting focused on that and uh everybody starts going back to school or to work or whatever so the lakes get a little less busy so that's always nice just right it's always kind of you know got to remind yourself to get out there and enjoy the fall fishing it can be pretty dang good
0: oh yeah yeah i think i think everyone looks forward to spring and you know oh yeah the big fish in the spring and whatnot but uh i think and then it's probably you know a lot of people that fish are also hunters and you know when, when the days start getting cooler, uh, at the end of the summer, early fall, people start thinking about hunting. They think about, you know, setting tree stands. They think about getting out goose hunting and and doing stuff like that. But, uh, you know, if you're not going to be out hunting, you should probably be out fishing. That's right. Hey, we got a tournament going on right now. There is, we got a tournament going on the Midwest Angler podcast walleye classic. And, uh, we, we gained a few more people. We are, we're Mm -hmm. starting to get some more people in it. And, uh,
1: people are registering some fish
0: there was a guy that caught a 28 and three quarter inch fish
1: yesterday that's a that's a good one
0: (laughs) if he would have done three of those no one would have entered after that right like well piss on that we should have probably had some sort of prize for the biggest overall fish but we didn't but uh i guess i could have probably just i think the guy's name's lyle cranlob or something like that and could have probably just sent it off right to him right now because that is a freaking whopper maybe, and who,
1: maybe we'll send him a decal
0: i think we are going to send him a uh
1: or whoever we're going to send him a walleye. mug
0: we're going to send him a mug a 28 and three quarter inch walleye in our tournament that deserves a mug <laughs> and a decal yeah that's what we're going to do matt you got a good news story well anyways back to that back tournament. To tournament back to that tournament but uh yeah if you're listening to this on monday morning or tuesday morning you've still got time this is going all the way to the next holiday which matt is going to fill in what holiday that is labor day that is labor day (laughs) labor day weekend it goes all the way uh through the saturday sunday monday ends on monday night at midnight so uh yeah if you guys do it yeah. Even if you catch up.
1: even if you catch small walleyes, you have an opportunity to, to get a custom ice rod by Jim Gerard.
0: I had a guy I had my buddy Austin, who is probably listening to this right now, he called me and he's like, So are you gonna be pissed off if I just enter like little fish just to try to get that ice rod? If
1: that's your strategy. That's Absolutely your strategy. Not. Yeah.
0: I mean you paid your ten bucks, you enter the fish you want. Uh, you know, I mean, if you get on a heater of four inches, you know, yeah, <laughs> good, good for you, man. I, if you want to enter twenty-eight and three quarters, or if you want to enter forge, enter the fish you want. At the end of the day, you know, we don't care what you want to do. I mean, just I'm, enter the fish. If you're 14 years or younger, I got. Yeah,
1: I was gonna say if you got kids,
0: enter them because I've got a gift card sitting right over there on my end table. From Sean Bosler over at Bosler Concrete in Alvord, Iowa. And he's kind of ticked off. He said, I didn't want my name mentioned. Well, if you're <laughs> giving us 100 bucks for this damn tournament, Sean, your name's getting mentioned. But he gave me a $100 Shields gift card. I got it sitting right over there. And uh, that's going to go to the biggest stringer. Or the biggest, I mean, I guess if no one 14 years and younger doesn't catch anything. But uh, that's going to go to whoever's got the most inches, 14 years and younger. He said, it's for the club for boys. The boys ought to, you know, the, the youth ought to have a shot at it, too. And that's I think right. that's
1: awesome. That so, is it. That's that's really cool.
0: Yep. So uh, we got that. Like Matt stated, we've got a custom ice rod. We got $350 and $250 cash and a $100 uh, Cabela's Bass Pro gift card to first place. So if you're listening to this and you're going to be out walleye fishing any bit in the next couple of days,
1: even, get it going. Even if you just want to donate $10 to the club for boys enter the tournament enter the tournament you don't have to fi- you don't have to fish it's a great for an awesome cause and you could randomly win 50 dollars. yeah so i mean why not what more do you want i mean join do it all the cool people are doing it or you hate fishing oh.
0: i mean do it if you don't hate fishing yeah that, that's all there is to that so
1: matt good news story of the week uh, good news story is uh, our varsity football team had their first football Holy game the smokes. other night. You know, and it was just pretty cool to see everybody out there. It just kind of a f- feel of normalcy with a football game going on on a Friday night. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, all of our listeners in Minnesota. There's a I saw a lot of people I knew from up in Minnesota down here watching our game the other night because really? they can't have it. You know, yeah. they don't get it till the spring. Well, which they're going to do a spring tough. season. That's what they're planning on, but we'll see. I mean half the state of minnesota is still covered in snow and ice in in april when they're planning on starting it so
0: the ice bowl yeah
1: so yeah i mean it was pretty cool to see them they looked really good 154 to 7 yeah Uh,
0: god dang it that was crazy i i actually had a birthday party the other night for uh, a cousin of mine and we were out at their acreage out uh in minnesota up on the state line but uh whatever whatever i was i was gonna go to that game with jeremy Kay. right and uh i so i texted him when we were about to leave and i was like hey how much time's left and he's like three minutes left in the first half and i was like oh perfect you know i'll get back during halftime and you know be able to go and i then i think he texted me and said like 34 to 7 or something like that 34
1: to nothing i think 34
0: to nothing yeah it was something it was like holy moly like central line football's back
1: yeah that's right I'm for that. No, so that was good. Like I said, some different things. They stop the game about every four minutes so that the kids can wipe down. Really? Yep. Each kid has to have their own individual water bottle, and they have to fill. They're the only ones that can fill their water bottle.
0: Wipe down with what? Clorox wipes? Basically. Really?
1: Yep. If you, each Every kid has to have their own towel. Obviously, you can't share towels and stuff like that, so
0: five-yard penalty if <laughs> i polls. don't know what
1: to, they're just uh, the social <laughs> distance police come out of the stands i suppose and but i don't know it, it, like i said it just felt good to be able to stand out there and watch those kids get the opportunity to do this and
0: yeah absolutely wow that's that's crazy yeah right? there's a lot of about uh, that we
1: uh, we got a sprayed like even all the way down in the middle school at the end of practice the kids got to leave their shoulder pads and helmets out so we can go around and that we have like this spray this disinfectant spray that you just go around and spray on it holy moly yeah it, there's but hey i've talked to people you know coach lorenzen and i talk about it a lot if, if that's what it means for us to get to have football right it's just a small hoop that we got to jump through
0: i honestly think people want football so bad like if they were if if everyone was like all right for every game you watch you got to get kicked in the nuts people would be people would be spreading them like there would right, be there what? would be
1: people out there that would probably <laughs> right, do that
0: that's what it takes man
1: <laughs> no nope. how about you what's what's yours good, good news
0: story of the week for me would be uh, there was a Bass Nation tournament up in Minnesota this last uh, yep. this last week and uh, two past guests had pretty uh, solid. Uh, pretty solid finishes. Uh, we got Troy Dee who I think Troy was our second ever guest on this show. Me and Matt drove up to Sioux Falls and met Troy at his workplace there right on the banks of the big Sioux river. And, uh, we interviewed Troy. We had, at that point in time, we were still videoing our, our, uh, episodes and, uh, we had no clue what the frick we were doing and we were kind of starstruck by troy i mean Bassmaster classic uh participant and whatnot and golly that that was cool but i remember like when we drove away from there i was like holy moly we've done
1: it like, yeah. you well, know, right it was, you know he was such a Troy's such an awesome guy oh dude
0: just such a nice guy but uh he ended up 17th and uh he didn't do as well on day three but he was a little bit higher i believe right. like day one and day two
1: right he was up there and i think he just I mean, in order for him to have it to qualify for the national tournament, he had to go out there and swing for the fences and he did he caught a couple of real good ones right, and, but just ended up one short
0: yeah, and so how that works actually is uh um each state has a team, you know, South Dakota has a Bass Nation team and Iowa has a Bass Nation team and Minnesota has a Bass Nation team and you have to finish the top in your team. So you're not necessarily going against everybody else from all the other states unless you're, you know, unless you're going to win the dang thing. But uh, no, Troy got, uh, Troy got beat out by a guy from Winter South Dakota named Eric Storms.
1: Who is good buddies with, Brennan Lockwood,
0: Nighthawk, huh? Yeah. But uh, Rich Lindgren, who uh, past guest of ours, also, um, I think he actually did win it for Minnesota. Yep. Yep. He did. Uh, he ended up fourth place in the uh, in the tournament, but uh, winner for Minnesota. So he'll be going on to the uh, national championship for the Bass Nation, and then if you win that, is that a Bassmaster Classic berth?
1: Yep. The winner of that is the automatic Bassmaster Classic. I wonder where birth.
0: that tournament is. The national.
1: I'm not sure. I didn't look to see where that one was. Neither did I. Um, But, yeah, that's pretty cool. Actually, uh, Brandon Polinick was a former Bass Nation champion. That's right. He
0: is. And he he likes telling people about that because, you know. I mean, he started
1: from the grassroots program of it all and just worked his way up to.
0: Right. Because I think that there's a lot of people that don't feel like Bass has put enough money and attention into the nation, you know. Right. That they're really more focused on the Opens. And I would assume that that's more of a money revenue for them but because at the end of the day bass is a business yep. and uh it's not just a good old tournament uh, format so uh whatever that's what that is and uh yeah unless you got something else matt we'll call that an end to episode 88 and we'll see you next week on 89
1: and that's where we'll be good to go i'm good all right see you guys